0: Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
1: Guilty.
0: guilty on all counts of murder, conspiracy and theft for killing her two children, plotting the death of her husband's wife and doing it to collect life insurance and social security money. The 12 jurors all agreeing she killed her children. The judge saying the court does find it's an unanimous verdict in this case. Vallow Daybell allegedly carried out the crime with her husband, Chad Daybell. He'll be tried separately and because of that, prosecutors won't talk about the case beyond saying in a statement they're pleased
2: with the verdict. Vallow Daybell will be sentenced later this year. Six weeks of testimony, followed by about seven hours. You asked me. Of jury deliberations.
3: Last week, how long I thought the deliberations would go on. And I I said, I hesitate to answer because the last four or five times I've predicted uh, it would be three or four days, and the jurors
2: were all home for dinner. Mm -hmm. And it happened again. Happened again which usually means there wasn't a lot of questions about her guilt and considering she was found guilty on all six charges there wasn't a lot of questions <laughs> on her guilt guilty conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and grand theft by deception guilty first-degree murder of tyler ryan guilty conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and grand theft by deception of JJ Vallo. Guilty, first-degree murder, J.J. Vallow. Guilty, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder of Tammy Daybill. And guilty of grand theft. As you uh, heard in the news, the uh, date for sentencing has not been set, although we do know, as horrific as this is, she will not be facing the death penalty. True, Uh, that was determined early. It's kind of interesting because um, the reason that she's not going to... Received the death penalty was because of the, according to story in the Idaho press, the large amount of evidence that was given by the prosecution to the defense, and the defense saying that they had no way to be able to get through everything in time for the trial, and so they wanted the chance of the death penalty being dismissed, and the judge agreed. Hmm. Isn't that weird?
3: It was. It was a trade for them not having enough time to mount what they considered a proper defense based on the uh, amount of evidence
2: that's that's what it sounded like according to the uh, article in the Idaho press
3: hmm. okay it's an interesting trade
2: still not happy about it you not happy
3: y- you you personally
2: me personally oh okay well
3: justice is...
2: has not changed in any way shape or form since they originally said that there would be no death penalty right Absolutely amazed! Did you watch uh, Dateline on Friday night?
3: Oh yeah, they did. Boy, they they were ready.
2: <laughs> when, I, when I saw that Dateline <laughs> was going to be doing uh, a show on the uh, case, I'm like, wait a minute, we just got a verdict yeah. and they're already doing a show. It's like, nice job taking advantage of the publicity there. Debbie
3: and I watched that together, and she kept saying, "Wow, they really put that together in a hurry." They really did. now a lot I mean, of. it yeah, I mean, sure, was a, a rehash. Lot it, a lot of it, they were prepared. Ahead of time, which was good.
2: And, you know, they, they because there were no video allowed in the courtroom, you didn't get yeah. any video. So a lot of it was, you know, not, the, them describing what went on. Not
3: difficult to edit, but you don't have to edit.
2: Nate Eaton of East Idaho News. He's kind of uh, turned this into a, a career, hasn't he? Well, somewhat. Um, he's even now considered... Yeah. A uh, member name of your, Dateline staff.
3: N- name your second uh, m- most prominent Eastern Idaho news <laughs> employee.
2: I Like I said, I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but just the fact that, I mean, he's the one that really followed this case from the beginning. He's mm-hmm. the one that found them in, in Hawaii right, when right. they disappeared. Um, I will be shocked, and, and I mean, deservedly so, especially since he's been following re- this, if he doesn't write a book. I remember
3: making fun of that going... You know, I worked for a a newspaper, and they never once sent me to Hawaii on a story. (laughs) They sent me to, like, Rupert.
2: Boy, it put uh, East Idaho News on the map, sure didn't it? Oh, it sure did. Uh, Tracy and I were watching that also on on Friday night, and I'm like, how many times, if you're a member of the LDS Church, are you sitting there, Stop showing the LDS Church! They're not Mormon! Right.
3: (laughs) They... Were Mormon, Uh but then they added Before they went nuts and crazy. But then they added some extra
4: stuff.
2: Like they're the king of heaven or whatever.
3: Like, I've never been Mormon, but my guess is they don't talk about zombies a lot.
2: No, and my wife was, you know, Mormon, and she never talked about that or teaching that in the church either.
3: Doesn't seem like a... Well, it's just not
2: normal, let's put it that way. The case, by the way, uh, against Lori Vallow is over, but the case is not over. Don't know when Chad Daybill will be uh, facing a jury, but probably sometime later this year. Chad Daybill, by the way, will be facing the death penalty. Really? Yeah.
3: Um, I I think his odds of getting off scot-free are considerably less now. Unless he's, you know, got a, a defense that's so much different than hers,
2: I think that there is based on, on the stories we've seen. I think that there's a lot more evidence uh, evidence against Chad Daybell. Yeah, that even like physical evidence uh, evidence against Chad Daybell.
3: <laughs> that even makes the uh, possibilities
2: uh, even more remote. The one thing that I think a lot of this case turned on because except for one piece of evidence which we found out in dayline there's only one piece of evidence that actually tied Lori Vallow to the death of her children now it was pretty damning evidence but there's one piece of physical evidence that would be hard to explain away and that was pieces of Lori Vallow's hair was yeah. attached to the duct tape that were on her two children yeah other than that, there was well, when, no evidence to tie her when,
3: physically to the death of her children. When they found their remains, yeah.
2: Yeah. And even Dateline and people that they talked to said that one piece of evidence was probably what really turned the case and probably made it... It was damning. Yeah, so quick that they could find her guilty on all six charges. If you want to weigh in this morning, um the case happened on Friday. Like I said, it's pretty shopping, shocking. You d- usually don't see cases which get six weeks of trial deliberate for less than a day, unless it's pretty damning. <laughs> and they did. So about seven hours is what the jury deliberated. If you want to weigh in this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 I can, I can on your just, Verizon wireless. I just imagine
3: them going back into the jury room and saying, does
2: this strike any of you as being the least bit complicated? <laughs> it's like I said... It, I've been on one case and it was a check fraud case. Yeah. And it took us almost as long on a check fraud case where we spent three hours in court and Mm -hmm. spent about half a day (laughs) deliberating on whether or not he was guilty on that one charge out of the four charges. And it's like, and here's a murder case that took six weeks and they only deliberated seven hours. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. By the way, um, today, enjoy your cool day predicting a high of 85 degrees today. Why why do I say that's cool? Because uh, by Friday, we could be setting record temperatures, 91 expected on Friday. Right now, in Portland and Seattle, they are hitting 90 degrees in May, which doesn't happen hardly ever, so they've got record-setting heat. That's headed our way by the way um today we should see about 85 also thunderstorms like yesterday chance of that happening again it's news there when
3: it stops raining Seattle and Portland
2: yeah so uh it's going to be very dry and very hot by this coming Thursday and Friday should be close to 90 Thursday or Wednesday and Thursday and then Friday we should hit that 90s um we'll talk more about that coming up here for you this morning something you want to do to get out of the heat we can tell you about. And also, something the federal government wants, to, wants you to do with your air conditioning. It won't help you get out of the heat. <laughs> 6.15, time for our first check on what's going on with sports. This morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Q on the place to go. If you want breakfast and lunch, don't forget, they open seven days a week, 7 a.m. in the morning. Start planning your trip. You can check out their menu at PorkBellyIdaho.com.
5: We'll start you off with some hockey here in Boise as the Idaho Steelheads were playing the Allen Americans through the weekend. They had a 3-1 lead in the series headed into Sunday's game, and that's when the Steelheads got it going, and it wasn't even a close one last night.
6: Offensive zone, faceoff here for the Steelheads, Miziak cutting Friedland. That Miziak fires, he scores!
7: A face-off win by Jade Miller and Mizziak was left all alone, and he makes it one nothing.
5: That was the call yesterday on KTIK as the Steelheads went on to a six nothing win. Idaho is now headed to the Western Conference Finals of the Kelly Cup playoffs. The Steelheads will be facing the Toledo Walleye in the Conference Finals. We should have more information on when the series will start later on today. Meanwhile in the NBA, the Boston Celtics taking on the Philadelphia 76ers in a critical Game 7.
7: Tatum, straight away, 2-for-1 here for the Celtics. Tatum steps to his left, tough follow away, (laughs) 3! He's up to 25, Celtics by 3.
5: The call on ninety-eight-five, the Sports Hub. Jason Tatum actually had a terrific game.
7: Seven and a half to go. Celtics lead 99-76. He's trying to get his ball to Tatum. He does. Tatum, right corner against Embiid. Tatum for a fifty oh. piece. Ooh-hoo. And he, you know what? He showed it. He showed you fifty. A game seven fifty for Jason Tatum.
5: Tatum ended the game with 51 points, and the Celtics went on to beat the 76ers in Game 7, one twelve to 88 I'm Rick Worthington.
8: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Six twenty three. our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us today, you can also email chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. You can uh, text us. Uh, text line is same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Uh, congratulations to the Idaho Steelheads. Man, they started out the... Uh, Postseason pretty iffy, but mm-hmm. they've lost one game since they went zero and two to uh, begin the first round against Utah. They
3: get to go to the uh, I get well, they say it's, it's the they say it's the division finals or something. It's the semis. Semis. Okay, they're, yeah. they're down to four teams. One of them is the Steelheads, and they play the uh, interestingly enough another fishy team, the Toledo Walleye.
2: Uh huh. They give uh, a, I haven't hadn't seen when the uh, this round gets underway. Have you? Did they say that? I, th- I think
3: they did, but I don't
2: remember. Okay. I hadn't seen uh, when this round gets underway. My guess would be this week, mm-hmm. and my guess would be here at home. Um, last round of the playoffs was a little iffy because, if you remember correctly, it was supposed to be the first two games here in Boise. However, for one of the games, Idaho Central Credit Arena was already booked for something that they couldn't move, so the first two games were supposed to be in Allen, Texas, but they had the shooting in Allen yeah. um about a mile away from where they had the games at the uh shopping center, so they only had the one game postponed the other which ended up not getting played which really sucked for Allen as yeah. far as you know the the team. You understand why it happened though. Um and then Boise was able to come home and win three of the next four. Not even just win. I mean, they just absolutely dominated with the exception of that 6-0 Saturday night game. The final game. Yeah. Just dominated. None of the games were very close. My uh, son and his wife went to the game um, on Friday night. Was it Friday night or Saturday night? I guess they lost Friday night's game one Saturday and Sunday. Um, Said they had just gotten there and were getting in the elevator. All of a sudden they heard that, (laughs) It's like, oh, somebody scored already. Yeah. And they uh, got got out and were going to get a beer, and then again, mm-hmm. somebody scored. There were two scores before they even sat down uh, to watch and enjoy the game. But, of course, they did get a watch and enjoy the game because there were a bunch more scores that actually mm-hmm. happened. KBY time is 626, by the way. Uh, once we find out the actual schedule of the games, we will have tickets once again for the next round for you to go see some amazing hockey action, maybe the best team to ever play. Uh, in Boise, in the ECHL. Uh, Idaho Steelheads just had a record setting season this year trying to win the Kelly Club. Uh, they got to get through two more rounds and they can hoist that cup again. Um, we'll keep you updated here on News Talk KBOI.
8: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back
0: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 6.41. It is 53 degrees in downtown Boise. Good morning. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Aspen. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always be a part of the show by participating. We always encourage that by calling us. 208-336-3700. Toll free 1-800-529-5264. You can also email us, Mike, at KBY.com. Chris, at KBY.com. Text us. Same as our main number. Uh Stock... Dow Futures up 54 points after being down a couple hundred points on uh, Friday. Uh, Jeremiah Bates is out for the uh, next couple of days, but we still have your money update. We'll talk about your money coming up here on the way with his colleague Nick Daniels here in about 20 minutes. And we'll talk about what to expect coming uh, your way this week. One of the things coming your way this week, don't forget there's an election tomorrow. Residents of West Ada School District will vote tomorrow on a $500 million plant facilities levy. Levy would address growth, repair, and preserve existing infrastructure, both of which, the district says, are major priorities. This data has 58 schools that serve 40,000 students in kindergarten through 12th grade. The levy would be $50 million a year for 10 years. And according to the district, if approved, it would have an impact of about $89.45% uh, per, dollars per year average for every 100000 taxable assessed value. So if your home is worth uh, half a million dollars, 500000 which is about the average in West Ada, it means that an extra $447 per year would be added to your property I taxes. I have not
3: heard any speculation about whether this will pass or not. I mean, I mean, naturally, there are, are a number of people who every time they hear about the government uh, wanting to spend more money, go out and vote No.
2: But I, I wonder how many. If you are wondering all about this from both sides, people that support it, people that are against it, mm-hmm. there's a debate going on this afternoon on the Nate Shellman Show. You'll be able to listen it. Nate Shellman will be hosting a debate. He's not debating himself, which he often does. He's actually going to be hosting a debate with people who are for the levy, and want to see it passed, and Let people who are against the levy. That's what I was going to guess. <laughs> and you can listen into that this afternoon. You will also be able to take part, because that's what his show is about. The phone lines right. will be open for you also. As part of that, once again, you want to be listening in after 3 o'clock. This is uh, one of the big things that will be uh, voted on in tomorrow's elections. Like I said, tomorrow is Election Day, and there are levies and bond issues to be voted on in Canyon and Ada County. Check out IdahoVotes.gov to find out your polling place and all the issues. And like I said, uh, you want to hear some entertainment this afternoon? I'm guessing this could be fairly entertaining since you have both sides who will be arguing and Nate Shellman trying to keep them separated. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> By bringing them together.
2: Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So once again, that'll be happening after uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon. So uh, be listening in here today. Um Un- unfortunate news. We've been following this uh, along, uh, and Rick will have uh, an update on what happened with the softball team after having a really successful year. Uh, unfortunately, I think their season is done. Is done. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be going to the NCAA's because of what happened in the Mountain yeah, West tournament. You we got to keep winning. However, we do have to say uh, congratulations. We've talked to both of these guys on our show before. Um, matter of fact, Justin Schultz, the uh, new first-year coach. Of the softball team won Mountain West Coach of the Year this mm-hmm. year. And Kelsey Hall, you remember? Um, she got the Barry Bonds treatment there for the middle of the season, where being teams just all the time. Yeah, yeah, teams just refused to pitch to her uh, because she was hitting so many home runs. Uh, right. She won the Mountain West Player of the Year. So, oh, terrific! Um, it's looking like uh, they have, even though it ended on a sour note this year, um, they've got a great future ahead. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of softball, uh, we got some updates on uh, Boise State coming your way uh, here this morning. Not just softball, but track and field. It's brought to you once again by Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go for breakfast, lunch every single day. They are, uh, are open seven days a week. Chef Wally are in there making up his deliciousness as he does from scratch every day. Highly suggest you try out the chicken fried steak. It may be the best you have ever had. You be the judge. Get in too. Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. They open up in 15 minutes.
5: Good morning. How about Boise State track and field teams with one conference champion, and 12 top 5 finishes at the Mountain West Championships over the weekend in Clovis, California. With more on that, we check in with Bob Beeler today.
9: Senior Malia Menegati won the 800-meter race with the Mountain West meet record time of 2:02.41. Last year, Menegatti was second to teammate Christy Schofield in that event and ended up qualifying for the NCAA West preliminaries. She will find out Tuesday if she qualifies again this year. Menegatti had won the 800 meters at the Mountain West Conference Indoor Championships in February. The Broncos reached the podium in two other events. Yasmin Margini took third in the 500 meters, and the women's 4x400 four meter relay team set a school record in finishing third bob beeler news talk kboi
5: and a tough weekend for the boise state softball team as they were eliminated from the mountain west tournament they were eliminated after losing 2-1 to to san jose state in their second game friday boise state suffered that 2-1 loss to san jose state and in effect, eliminated from the championship after they had already defeated Nevada four to three in eight innings earlier in the day. So again, Boise State did not advance to the championship round in the Mountain West tournament. I'm Rick Worthington.
8: Today from ten to one, it's Dan Bongino.
5: Now back to Mike
0: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News
2: Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open this morning. You too. Take part in the show. 208-336-3700. Allen 670 on your Verizon Wireless. one 800 529 By the way, uh, that number is going to come in handy if you want to get yourself a $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. We're giving that away this morning for our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Delicious food. Bonefish Grill in downtown Boise. Uh, our... Uh, Damn near impossible question, by the way, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Silverhawk Realty, looking to get into a new home, didn't think you could uh, do it. Maybe you thought, hey, I can't afford a 20% down payment. Believe it or not, you don't need a 20% down payment. You could get in for as little as uh, three. One, in some instances, even 0% down. Find out how today by calling 208-888-4128. All right, our question today, every NBA team has been to the NBA playoffs at least once over the past decade. However, before this season and the postseason began, there was one and only one team that hadn't been to the NBA playoffs for over a decade. Which team was it? You know the answer. Stick around. Coming up after 8, you can win our $50 gift certificate to the uh, Bonefish Grill. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700. six 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open. News coming up next at the top of the hour.
8: 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700,
2: pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll be uh, keeping an eye this week on what's going to be going on with the Biden administration and discussions uh, about the debt ceiling, which uh, for those of you keeping score at home, we're uh, about two weeks away. From having to raise the debt ceiling, or we default on all of our loans, catastrophic for the world, catastrophic for the country. Will it throw us into a recession, a depression? Some believe we're already in a recession.
3: Really nice of them to make it so dramatic, right to the
2: end. It is interesting that they were scheduled to meet on Friday and canceled those meetings. They're supposed to meet again sometime this week, although... It must not be that important if they're not even setting dates for meetings this week. They say, hey, yeah, we're going to supposed to be later this week. Funny,
3: it so, seems important.
2: Seems important, but it makes you wonder just how important it is. if they, they are saying staffers met on Friday, even though the people who make the decisions, that are paid to make the decisions, were not meeting on Friday. Gotcha. All the leadership, president. Um, was expected to meet on Friday. How, like I said, they are, however, supposed staffers to. Met, so yeah, they were they, staffers met? Staffers met. Crossing
3: T's, dotting I's, that sort of I,
2: thing? I don't know. You wouldn't think that you know any decisions have been made, and I don't think what, staffers what could, are going to be able to make that, decisions, right?
3: What could that meeting be like? You know, if the congressman were here like now, right? <laughs> yeah, here's probably what he would
2: say. <laughs> You're have, lucky
3: he's not here. We
2: could have a real discussion if we had somebody that could make a decision on this, but we're not allowed to make decisions, sorry. Um, text message in at 208-336-3700 about the election tomorrow. And also we told you that uh, Nate Sheldon is going to be hosting a debate live here on KBOI uh, about a part of that election. West Ada has a $500 million levy that is up for a vote uh. tomorrow. Um, this person writes in, I definitely will be listening this afternoon. I'd like to offer one point. School superintendents should be MBAs, not education PhDs. Schools are now big business. West Data's budget is three-quarter of a billion dollars. Testing scores are awful. Throwing money at a problem almost never fixes the problem without change. Schools should be held accountable and justified tax increases before requests are made. Bond elections should be an election cycle, not off years. It is fraudulent uh, and fraudulent run. Well, that person has some strong but, feelings.
3: But they hire uh, somebody with uh, an education doctorate. Because they assume that everything they do will be in the best interest of education, where if they hire an MBA, everything they will do will, will be in the best interest of making money. And the two don't always intercede.
2: Right. Coming up uh, this week Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, Boise Mayor Lauren McLean announced uh, that a third-party investigation into the Boise Police Department will be unveiled at Boise City Council meeting tomorrow night. Boise, you might remember, agreed to a half-a-million-dollar budget for an investigation into the former Boise Police Department Captain Matthew Bringelson to determine if racism impacted work or any practices within the Boise Police Department in the city investigation from a third party nobody in the Boise uh, administration has seen the report as of yet McLean said an independent investigation is crucial true to, to the process um, the investigation has drawn questions about the cost you mm-hmm. might remember uh, we told you that they blew through the half million dollars for the investigation right. before they actually got completely through the investigation where's that report
3: well you see it's like this
2: So this half million dollar report is going to be a partial report. I do wonder, this begs the question, if you make an announcement that they're going to be releasing a report over systemic racism, it kind of would preclude you, at least in the way when I saw this headline, I thought, well, they're not going to announce that there was nothing found, would they?
3: I wouldn't put it past him. The whole report could be an explanation of
2: no, I mean, they're not,
3: why, why what you think isn't
2: true. I, I guess maybe I didn't phrase that correctly. If there was nothing found, I don't think they're going to na- uh, make an announcement. When they're not done to yet. Listen, Yeah, to, number yeah. one, they're not done. Number two, hey, make sure and come to the meeting on Tuesday night as we make an announcement over whether there is systemic racism within the Boise Police Department. If there if there was not going to be anything, do you think yeah. they would announce it? Spoiler alert. I I don't know. I like I said, that was my personal thought when I saw that. It's like, hmm, there must be something in there if they're announcing that they're going to, because I think if there was nothing found, you would just see an article. It's like they found nothing. At least with the half million dollars that they've spent so far, but the investigation um, isn't over. We just ran out of money. I don't know if this means it'll be interesting to see what happens out yeah. of the media. I I don't want to I don't want to have any conjecture from my part on on what will be shown in the investigation. Um I just I just wonder in question if there is an investigation showing that there is systemic racism during what? the time that <laughs> what he next? was he was in there. Do they throw more money at it and say, all right, maybe you better finish your investigation? Or if they say, all right, it doesn't look like there's systemic racism, according to the investigation and the half million dollars spent so far. So I think we can be done with the investigation. I don't know. They could
3: could put out a memo that says, hey, don't be racist.
2: I I don't know what we're going to see for tomorrow night. But, you know, if you live in Boise and you want to find out, um, you're invited because those meetings are open. And this is a regular meeting that they hold on Tuesday night. So the third-party investigation will be basically released to the public as of tomorrow night. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, another thing we're going to talk about this morning is AM radio dead, or maybe, I saw that. maybe not
3: yet, but where the some of the car companies have decided to stop uh, putting AM radio in their cars yes. in their new cars.
2: BMW, Volkswagen, Mazda, Tesla, all removing AM radios from new electric vehicles because they say electric engines can interfere with the sound of AM stations. Ford, one of the nation's top three auto sellers, taking it one step further. They are going to be eliminating AM from all their vehicles, whether electric Mm -hmm. or gas operated, because they don't think people want to listen to AM radio anymore. Is that true? Apparently someone is.
3: There it, are a lot of AM stations that are doing quite well.
2: It wasn't too long ago, what was it, two years ago, when we were just AM radio. Mm-hmm. We were the number one most listened to <laughs> radio station in the Treasure Valley. That's true. An AM radio station when we were just 6, seven. Now, granted, we are now 93.1 FM mm-hmm. and 670 AM.
3: So, if you buy a brand new car and there's no AM radio, you can still listen to KBOY.
2: However... If you want to listen to us, say in North Idaho, at nighttime, across the border in Canada at nighttime, you wouldn't be able to do that anymore in your vehicle
3: unless you have a computer, but yeah you'd have to have one in your vehicle
2: too. well and, and that's what they're saying is like of course
3: most of them do come with computers
2: now. we don't need a, a vehicle because you can you can listen on streaming if you would mm-hmm. you would like to do it. Just wanted to get your thoughts this morning two oh eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless seeing the end is near for a m radio what do you think? Coming up next, we'll uh, check in, find out what's going on as far as uh, your money. Nick Daniels will be with us right now, though. It's time for a check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Don't forget, not only uh, can you get your breakfast, hip drips, coffee, coffee drinks, and other beverages available in the drive-thru, so you don't even have to get out of your car. Check it out today, Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. All smiles for hockey fans in Boise after the game yesterday.
6: Offensive zone face-off here for the Steelheads. Miziak cutting Friedland at Miziak fires. he
7: scores! A face-off win by Jade Miller, and Miziak was left all alone, and he makes it one-nothing.
5: That was the call on KTIK. The Steelheads went on to a 6-0 win and defeated the Allen Americans. And with that, they're headed to the Western Conference Finals of the Kelly Cup Playoffs. Now let's back up for just a moment because there were three games over the weekend here in Boise. The Steelheads lost on Friday night 2-1 to one to the Americans, then put nine goals in on Saturday and a 9-3 win before shutting out the Americans yesterday 6 nothing. So the Steelheads are now on their way to the Western Conference Finals. The Steelies are set to take on the Toledo Walleye Moving on to the NHL playoffs. The Golden Knights on the ice. One penalty about to expire. It's now four on four again. The Translow low left. so shoots.
9: He scores! It's a hat trick for so The Knights have a 4-2 to lead with a minute 24 to go in the second period. It's the second
5: playoff hat trick for Jonathan so The call on KKGK as the Golden Knights would go on to a 5-2 to victory. And with that... Uh, Eliminate Edmonton four games to two. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report.
8: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
0: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens.
8: Sponsored by
0: Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise.
2: 723. Uh, Once again, a reminder for the next couple of days, Jeremiah Bates is out, but filling in, Nick Daniels uh, here with us this morning. I want to talk a a little bit uh, here about manufacturing going on. Survey released this morning. um, What was said in that survey? How does it affect us?
10: Yeah, so the survey specifically applies to manufacturing within the state of New York. So you know, keep that in in mind as we talk about these things. But basically, some of the highlights from the survey from last month, and um, well, from earlier in the month of May, actually, is that new orders and shipments dropped significantly versus the month of April. That was kind of a shocker. Um, est- estimates were that was going to be just slightly lower, but not nearly as low as it plunged. Uh, they also saw that delivery times, now here's a little bit of good news, delivery times are getting shorter, but employment and hours worked also slipped lower. So it's kind of a mixed bag when we're looking at manufacturing. And I think the thing to keep in mind when we're looking at surveys like this coming out, obviously this one, very isolated to the state of New York. So there's other, obviously other states with different manufacturing products and different things that they're trying to export both within the U.S. and then outside of the U.S., right? They can be more diverse and not be hit as hard. The other thing to consider is that what did we learn from COVID? Well, we learned that we were heavily dependent on the supply chain. We learned that, hey, we should probably onshore a lot more things and bring it back to the United States. But when you're talking about getting manufacturing up and running again in the United States for things that have not been here for a while, it's kind of like trying to change directions with the loaded super tanker. Right, these things don't turn on a dime. It doesn't happen instantly. Supertakers have like a m- miles wide turning radius. Getting manufacturing back here and up and running is going to take honestly like several years before we see it like really being where we want it to be. So, take that with a grain of salt it, what, it, what it really does for us as investors is say, "Okay, well, we want to be looking forward. we want to know what the playing field is going to be, and we want to pick companies that have the ability to make those right decisions and get themselves established and well rooted here as they as they're trying to you know onshore things
2: right." Well, it's uh, looking like here in about uh, five minutes, going to be opening to the upside. Not a whole bunch, basically kind of flat, but all three of the indexes are in the green, so that is good news. We'll keep an eye on that, get an update from you, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.
10: All right, sounds good. Thank you.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are
2: our News Talk KBOI. 734-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to uh, partake in the show. That's also a good number to remember if coming up here in about 45 minutes, you want to win our $50 gift certificate for the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Bonefish Grill is uh, what you're going to win today, and that is absolutely free in advance of what our sweet deal is going to be coming up this Friday morning. This is one of those things where you want to set your alarm on your clock on your phone whatever it takes to remind you because bonefish grill is another one of those that sell out fast i know i say that almost all of them sell out but this is one of those that probably in under four minutes is going Mm -hmm. to be gone because it's very popular great food at bonefish grill coming up friday there are 100 available first come first serve so if you are there at nine o'clock and already in at kby.com you just click on that sweet deal link and you'll yeah. be able to uh, get at least one of them. Weird how people, uh, you know, like half-price stuff. What <laughs> was fifty percent was, uh, uh, off. Euro.
3: Yeah, it went like, what, four minutes or
2: something? Yeah, it was still under five minutes, right. but uh, yeah, it, it went very quickly. Bonefish Grill, I'm just going to suggest, probably going to go even quicker than that. So if you want to get in on that, it's one of our KBOI suite deals. We do them every Friday morning. You can get to KBOI.com. Click on that sweet deal link. goes on sale right at 9 o'clock. Keep in mind, if you don't want to wait till Friday, there are other deals available. Um, you've got a handheld game console, 400 built-in games. $14.99. That's what you can get that for. Stock up now in time for Christmas. Um, you've got Starbucks gift cards, 100-pack of American Flag Forever stamps for only $51.99. Keep in mind, those are selling right now, if you go to the post yeah. office, for for $65. <laughs> $65 cents a piece, you can get a 100 of them right now, but that's just one of the sweet deals you don't have to wait until Friday for. Get to KBOI.com, click on Sweet Deal link.
8: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike
0: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: 742. Good morning, He's I'm Mike Casper, thanks for listening in. 208 336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Sad news to report. Por- poker legend Doyle Brunson passed away yesterday at the age of 89. I. Don't know who that is. Doyle Brunson, widely regarded as the godfather of poker, Hmm. probably one of the uh, best, if not one of the top poker players in history, um, and had been playing poker even up to the age of 89. I think he was in a tournament just a couple of uh, weeks ago. He had won 10 World Series of poker tournaments, multi-millions worth of poker. Started playing poker when it was illegal, back in Texas. And has so many great stories about how they would play poker. And it's
3: weird, poker was ever illegal in Texas, based on the fact that one of the most popular poker games is named after Texas.
2: Yeah, Texas Hold'em. But he had some great stories. Um, scary stories about how these illegal games would be robbed on occasion. People would come in, mask, yeah. and take all the money that they were playing for in What Texas. are you going to do? Report that to yeah, the police? Not really a whole lot you can do. Because hey, they took our illegal gambling exactly. money. Exactly. Um, he uh, also wrote many uh, poker books, um, but anyway, passed away at the age of 89. His family didn't say what he passed away with. My guess would be he's 89.
3: Have you read any of his poker books? Oh, yeah. Did, did they help you
2: get better? Um, who knows? I don't know if I would be you know, just as good if I hadn't read his poker book. He was also, I don't know if you knew this, uh, since you didn't know a lot about him, um, very good college basketball player. Um, also was due to try out with the Lakers, Minnesota Lakers. and Minneapolis, yeah. Yeah, it did not end up trying out because he broke his leg. Working the summer before he was to try out and uh, pretty much put an end to his basketball career, but they thought he was good enough.
3: So he got good at a game. Professional basketball. He got good at a game where you could sit down.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, also got a chance to look at the Seattle Seahawks schedule for next year. Oh my God, it's brutal. <laughs> 11, they play three games in 11 days.
3: Somebody put out a really clever calendar, though. A lot of graphics and things. I'll have to show it to you.
2: I'll have to check that out. I just couldn't believe that, uh, because next year, for the first time ever, teams, um, can be forced to play more than one Thursday night football game. It used right. to be you could only, they can play now two, and Seattle is going to be required to play two Thursday games back to back next year. So they will be playing three games in 11 days now you'd think that hey maybe the bye week is after no their bye week is early in the season so their bye week isn't going to help them out Mm. and on top of that they travel over 30,000 miles next year the most of any team and they don't travel to europe
3: so the teams that are going to be playing like in london Or Germany, or wherever the
2: games are next year. Travel less miles than the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Yeah, it's a brutal, brutal season. Uh, More sports your way. Uh, Final update on what's going on with sports this morning. Here's Rick Worthington, brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. Don't forget, you can always check out their menu, porkbellyidaho.com. And don't forget to follow them on uh, Facebook, their social media page. You can get in on some of their uh, weekly specials.
5: Good morning. How about Boise State track and field teams with one conference champion, and 12 top 5 finishes at the Mountain West Championships over the weekend in Clovis, California. With more on that, we check in with Bob Beeler today.
9: Senior Malia Menegati won the 800-meter race with the Mountain West meet record time of 2:02.41. Last year, Menegatti was second to teammate Christy Schofield in that event and ended up qualifying for the NCAA West Preliminaries. She will find out Tuesday if she qualifies again this year. Menegatti had won the 800 meters at the Mountain West Conference Indoor Championships in February. The Broncos reached the podium in two other events. Yasmin Margini took third in the 500 meters, and the women's 4x400 four meter relay team set a school record finishing third. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And a
5: tough weekend for the Boise State softball team as they were eliminated from the Mountain West tournament. They were eliminated after losing 2-1 to to San Jose State in their second game Friday. Boise State suffered that 2-1 loss to San Jose State and in effect, eliminated from the championship after they had already defeated Nevada 4-3 to in eight innings earlier in the day. So again, Boise State did not advance to the championship round in the Mountain West Tournament. I'm Rick Worthington.
8: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now
0: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Got some uh, emails to get to this morning. Phone lines, by the way, are open at 208-336-3700, 529 5264 That's toll-free from wherever you might be listening. Also, if you have a Verizon wireless phone, just hit pound 670. You can email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. We were talking a little bit earlier about automakers like BMW, Volkswagen, Mazda, Tesla, all have announced that they are removing AM radios from any of their new electric vehicles beginning this year because electric engines apparently can interfere with the sound of AM stations. However, Ford... One of the nation's top three automakers, taking it a step further, they have announced that they will be eliminating AM radios from all of their vehicles, whether they're electric or gas-operated. Is is the time of AM radio past? It's pretty soon you
3: won't be able to get an 8-track player.
2: When was the last time you listened to an AM (laughs) radio in your car?
3: Uh, Not that long ago, considering we are AM radio. I mean, we have an FM station, too.
2: but Since we went to FM, I don't think I have oh, listened to: just, AM. The last you time certainly I had it on the FM.: The last time I listened to AM. was when I traveled out of the area mm. because I couldn't pick up FM anymore and listen to us on the .AM. And that's one of the advantages of AM. radio is mm-hmm. you can be 400 miles away on a 50,000-watt blowtorch like KBOI is, and still it sounds like a local right. radio station.
3: Unlike uh, an FM signal, an AM. signal bounces off things. Uh, there was a, a town down in Nevada several years ago that reported that every day they could get KBOI just as clear as day, and they were way out of what was supposed to be our range. Well, a, an engineer figured out that the sound was actually traveling down railroad tracks.
2: <laughs> it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I, I listened, uh, we were up to my uh, niece's graduation up in uh, Nespers, which is about four, four and a half hours away, and we were coming back from the party at like midnight to go to our hotel. And said, hey, let's just see if we can pick sound. It was one of the only radio stations we could actually pick up at 12 o'clock in the morning.
3: John says, interesting that they think no one listens to AM anymore. I'd say my talk radio is 25% AM, 15% FM, and 60% satellite. I enjoy the better fidelity of FM, but when traveling in the mountains, FM is no worky. So when I need to, I use AM, but have to admit, I'd just do without it if I have to use AM in the mountains. I'd recommend that KBY use one of the digital sideboard channels on the FM spectrum, and the audio quality would be most excellent.
2: Actually, we don't have to use one of the digital sideboards because we have an FM radio (laughs) at 93.1 that is 100,000 watts, which would be about 10 times as powerful as a side radio would be. Um, here's a text message in at 208-336-3700 perhaps perhaps the car manufacturers are eliminating am radio because most conservative talk radio shows are on am yet another way to silence conservative voices another one writes in no
3: i don't i don't think so uh the uh the powers that be at car companies are actually quite conservative
2: Another uh, one writes in, kind of on the same, says, don't be so silly. They want to get rid of AM radio because that's where the conservative talk shows are. They want to rid us of an ability to talk with each other. Whenever there is a war, communication lines are the first to go. Conservatives are a threat to the world order, i.e. WEF. You know, the organization that's going nowhere is no threat. But wait, that's right. WEF just had a member appointed as CEO at Twitter. Nothing to be concerned about. Free speech will surely be protected. Well the previous
3: CEO was also a member. Donald Trump has been a member.
2: You also uh know that Elon Musk is very Joe very Biden. much in in favor of <laughs> Joe, free speech. By
3: Joe, the way. Joe Biden has been a member by the way. Almost anybody rich or ha- who's been in charge of a country has been to a World Economic Forum meeting.
2: 208 336 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Will you miss AM if it if this really is the uh first steps of AM being eliminated from your cars, I don't know. Maybe people still will listen to them in their homes, but, I mean, like, I I can't remember the last time I've listened anywhere to AM radio except for my car, but it sounds like uh, you'll have a hard time doing that with new vehicles uh, being sold here. We'll get your thoughts and inputs if you want to weigh in. Phone lines are open. Stick around. I want to work on our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. We'll let you do
8: that coming up next. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: This weekend, though it's not clear if they're any closer to a deal. After postponing what would have been the second meeting with top congressional leaders last week, Biden said he believes they'll meet Tuesday and that he still plans to leave the country for the G7 summit on Wednesday. M. when ABC News, the White House. Back unspent COVID money, as well as reforming the permitting process for energy projects. The president said he will likely meet with congressional leaders again tomorrow, but he is scheduled to head off to Japan for the G7 summit on Wednesday, putting even more pressure on leaders to. To get
2: this done and to get it done quickly 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless uh, due to meeting no- tomorrow it's official yeah. um the leaders will get back together friday's meeting as you heard was uh, canceled abruptly although they said staffers continued to meet i don't know what staffers would do because you wouldn't be able to do anything without having an agreement right maybe maybe if they would have said hey we got it done wait what <laughs> I uh, just need
3: you e- fellows to sign this thing.
2: Email, and no name on this, says, Fear, fear, fear. We will not default on our loans. We have revenues coming in every day, enough to meet our obligations. Quit with the fear propaganda. Try education. Perhaps as a society, we uh, should put pressure on our representatives to pass an actual budget. We haven't had one since Bush. Don't you think it's time? I, for one, am tired of the House's continuing resolutions. Time for a budget. Time for adulting. Uh, I don't... No, I guess what the point you're trying to make for about fear, I mean there are certain things that happen if the debt ceiling isn't um
1: increased troops could go unpaid. Social security payments could be delayed for seniors. The stock market would likely plunge. Interest rates would likely soar and an estimated 8 million people could lose their jobs. Now, Republicans are taking a hard line approach. They say they will not commit to raising the debt ceiling until the president commits to spending cuts. We're told some possible areas of agreement could be clawing back unspent COVID money, as well as reforming the permitting process for energy projects.
3: And In deference to that letter, if you are inclined to hear that in panic, uh, don't.
2: Now, maybe you don't aren't afraid of uh, the debt ceiling going away because you don't have money in the stock market. You're not a veteran or um, paid, you know, a a paid military member, or you don't receive Social Security. Those are all things that would end once we run out of money. So, yeah, I mean, anyway. Unless, you know, we've just been lied to. I mean, who knows? Maybe everybody does keep getting paid uh, if we don't increase the uh, debt ceiling. But that's not what uh, everybody is saying. But like like I said, I don't understand your your email, In and maybe you're not affected, and that's why you no. think this is just fear, 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 because it won't affect you in any way. I guess maybe we wouldn't actually know, because we've never defaulted in history, in the history of America, the United States has never defaulted on their loans. So I guess maybe until mm-hmm. we default, maybe we won't know what happens. Maybe we should do it just to find out if it's bad. Would that make you happy? Then, then, then it's not fear. <laughs> I don't think we want to do that. I don't think we want to attempt yeah. to say, "Hey, let's find out if this is really as bad right, as everybody's let's, saying."
3: Let's, let's uh, not raise the debt ceiling. Give it a year. Let's see how we do. Two zero
2: eight three three six.
3: If the country fails completely, well, you know, we didn't do well. 208
2: 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We had told you, uh, record beating, uh, heat, record breaking heat coming mm-hmm. your way, uh, later this week. Even today, it's above normal. Our normal temperatures this time of year about 72, 73 degrees. We're going to be about 85 today. Do have a chance? Some thunderstorms, but by Thursday and Friday, could be, uh, into the 90s. Uh, already Seattle, Portland seeing record breaking heat, and that, usually is always yeah. headed our way eventually so over the weekend they were uh, above normal temperatures i bring this up partly because the uh, federal government put out a suggestion over the weekend i want to get your your thoughts on this suggestion i mean i know where i think about it and i'm pretty sure based on uh how we like to keep the thermostat in our studio here um you're probably going to be on the same level as me but in a time where the country is divided on a lot of topics, the one thing most of us agree on is, is that, you know, we like it cool when it gets hot in the summertime.
3: <laughs> yeah, when it's hot, we like it cool, and when it's cool, we like it
2: hot. The uh, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the U.S. Department of Energy put out a suggestion over the weekend. In their announcement, they stated that people should set their thermostats to 78 degrees during the day when cooling is needed. And then at night, when you don't need your cooling, which in my opinion is when you need your cooling the most so you can sleep, yeah. you should set your thermostat at 82 degrees. 78 during the day, 82 at night during the hot summer months. Doing so.
3: I am reasonably sure I have never set a thermostat to 82 in my life.
2: My thermostat will not go to 82. I have a new house.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: My new thermostat. Control will not go as high as eighty two <laughs> what is
3: the, what is the highest number
2: i think it 's uh, like eighty is as high as it oh. will go, like if I want to heat my house to eighty five i can 't heat my house to eighty five either well I could i guess I, without, could, like I could m- matches or i could well i could have that 's what I was going to say i could I could have you know the heat on and then start the fireplace, which would yeah. you know add some more heat um, according to the federal government doing so uh, raising your your uh, air conditioning in the summer to uh, 78 during the day, 82 at night, would help save energy during those summer months ahead. Well, duh. They're also suggesting if you would uh, leave on a trip or be out of your house for extended period of times to set the thermostat to 85 or above. Once but, again, uh, my thermostat doesn't I'm, go to 85.
3: I'm sure it would also help you if you have some sort of problem sweating.
2: I do admit that if I know I'm going to be on vacation in the summertime, I do turn off my air conditioning. So, and part of that isn't to save the federal government it it's to save me money from yeah. not, not having to uh pay the uh, huge prices now, as you could probably imagine, um, on the announcement, um Twitter went crazy. I'm not sure why you would want citizens of the United States to turn their homes into saunas this summer, which is effectively what they would be doing. No one in their right mind would walk into a home with a thermostat set to 78 degrees and say, oh, wow, that's a refreshing. There is an inside and outside for a reason. You go inside to escape the elements of outside. Setting your thermostat between 72 and 82 degrees is basically just matching the temperature of outdoors. Another one uh, said, tell the feds to set their own buildings to 78 during the day and 82 at night. They're not doing that right now. Why do we have to do it? Yet another uh, tweet said, this would cause a world record for bad moods.
3: <laughs> I wonder what the current world record is. I have to It was actually uh, probably set this morning because it's Monday. If it gets,
2: if it gets super hot, mm-hmm. I have to admit, I, it makes me in a bad mood. Like if our air conditioner goes out, which, is, which has happened from time to time.
3: You should do like we do. We, we sit in air-conditioned comfort and go,
2: oh, I feel so guilty. Remember, I mean, in the times that we've worked, remember, we've had the air conditioner go out in here. Yeah. We thought we were going to die. We, we didn't, but we did think we were going to. Uh, text message in 208-336-3700. This may be true, by the way. Government wants you to turn off your AC so that EVs can be charged. Electric vehicles can be charged. Yeah. That, that actually Speaking. might be true.
3: Speaking of electric vehicles again, Ernie writes in and says, Good Lord, they're getting rid of AM to silence the right? Not everything is some crazy conspiracy. There are better ways to listen to whatever you want. If our older generation would just put down their torches and actually open up to tech, they'd see via XM, podcasts, etc. There's as many conservative programs as liberal. These same boomers, complaining about AM, would have been the same ones, saying that newfangled fire that uh, Tut Tut in the next cave over has was the uh, Trek's way of luring them out. Sheesh.
2: I think, really, this would only affect people that are Uh, in like rural areas. Because there are still places in Idaho that you can't get Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? If you want to listen to... Streaming audio, and you can't, for instance, you, and you can't, you can't directly get an
3: FM. FM. So, like yeah. AM is your choice if you feel like listening to the radio.
2: So, in, in Idaho, this would affect Idaho, Montana, some parts of Oregon and Washington would be affected more than a lot of other places. Yeah, you know, getting ready to be. And like I said, I don't listen to AM radio except for in my car. I can't remember the last time that I've had an AM radio where oh, let's tune in the AM radio. I know, my, I know, I know,
3: guys who listen to it like in the shop all day.
2: Yeah. And we get calls from people who do that too. Sure they do. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break coming up here, uh, next. Don't go away. We've got a $50 gift certificate, Bonefish Grill. If you know the answer to our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We'll get to that next after Traffic and Weather. The Great
8: One, Mark Levin, tonight at seven.
2: Now
0: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: 824, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call 208-888-4128 today for all your real estate needs, whether it's buying, selling, investing, residential, all can be helped out with that one number. Ben, you're going to get first crack and trying to get our $50 gift certificate today. Once again, it is coming from Bonefish Grill in downtown Boise. Every NBA team has been to the NBA playoffs at least once over the past decade. However, before this preseason began, or this postseason began, there was one and only one team that hadn't been to the NBA playoffs for over a decade. Which team was it?
11: It was the Sacramento Kings.
2: It was the Sacramento Kings, yes. They ended their streak this year, first time in 17 years. They hadn't been to the NBA playoffs. Congratulations, Mm -hmm. Ben. You've got yourself a $50 gift certificate once again to Bonefish Grill in downtown Boise. Hold on the line. We'll get some info from you. Keep in mind, we've got Bonefish Grill free $50 gift certificates we're giving away all this week for our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question. However, on Friday, for those of you who don't win, or maybe even if you do win, you're allowed to get in on the KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week this week, which is a $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Now, it's not free. Half of it's free. Buy, buy $25 worth. You get another $25 free. It's a KBOI sweet deal goes on sale once again, coming up this Friday morning at nine a.m. sharp. You just go to KBOI.com, click on the sweet deal link. You can also take advantage of sweet deals that are available right now. Don't wait till Friday. Phone lines are open. We'll take a break. News is coming up here next. If you want to uh, get in on our conversation this morning. You're encouraged to do that at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wiles. You can also email us, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBOI.com, or text us. It's the same as our main number.
0: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
2: 838. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper Thanks for listening in on this Monday morning. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. So if you want to get through, you can also email us. Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. I want to talk about uh, our neighbors to the west of us. Politics going on in Oregon. Before we get to that, uh, John in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Thanks for being patient. What did you want to talk about this morning?
7: Hey um yeah I was listening on how they're taking different um different radios out of vehicles like um just a I consider them yeah well it's still a free speech device um you you, know, you guys are on radio and stuff I just I've just had kind of had a concern I mean you guys can basically as opposed to a computer where they can just um edit you and um, knock you off you guys could basically sit there and say anything you want until somebody actually physically pulls you away from the microphone. Well, it's not a good um, career move, but yeah, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but but still, but still, you know, I, I just it just kind of it just kind of sounds like a just another um, attack on um, you know just the, the um, methods of free speech yeah. and being able to have it. I mean, it, it's that, that's just something it just cuts down a bit on that I had. yeah
3: it cuts down a bit on probably uh venues and some media but uh, pretty much any anybody who's got something to say has got other ways to say it and there are other yeah, ways but, to hear it. And where
7: I'm from you know up at you know I'm from the New Meadows McCall area as yeah. well and yeah, you know, that's I'd I, mean, well, I, I can only it's listen a, to you guys on AM
3: yeah it's a big deal uh, the, the smaller the the uh, uh the town the smaller the community you're in the more remote it happens to be
2: There is another problem that is being looked into, and that is our emergency broadcast system.
7: Exactly, that too.
2: Um, Because that basically emanates from AM first Mm -hmm. and then goes out to secondary uh, EBS signals. But
3: they will have to change it They're, they're
2: going to have to figure out some way to change that. And as of right now, they're trying to say, hey, look, you didn't think about this. Uh, you're just eliminate, well, you're allowing these cars to eliminate AM radios. Um, and yet we haven't figured out, I'm talking when I say we, the right. federal government hasn't figured out how you can still do those emergency broadcast signals. That we know of, anyway. That we know of. But, um, and like I said, this isn't the federal government. These are cars. These are private cars car companies making this determination for their own vehicles um do we want the federal government i mean as as a republican i i don't want the federal government in our business any more than you know possible do we want the federal government government mandating that you must have am radios in your cars i see the point yeah like like i said like i said i I
7: just kind of smell something goofy Okay. So I, guess, so this, I just wanted this, to clarify a couple and I, of
2: Just clarifying, this would affect you. If AM if AM radios were eliminated oh, from absolutely. all vehicles, it would All you.
7: of us rednecks with all the guns? <laughs> yeah, it would definitely affect us.
3: <laughs>
2: sorry. You better be careful. Yeah. You might be making an argument there. Hang
3: up the phone and get back to your militia now.
2: Come on. <laughs> all right. I will. <laughs> uh, thank you, John, for the call. You bet.
3: Jen, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, quickly, Jen says... Uh, Yes, we were up in Moscow for graduation this weekend, stayed out past Pullman, and no service, cell, or Wi-Fi out there. Plus, the landlines were cut off. If you want to be informed, have an emergency, uh, we were SOL. Or had the uh, U.S. been attacked, we would never have known. These towns and people living out in the boonies are either brilliant or extremely stupid. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> My guess is just like in the cities, there's a, a nice mix of people.
2: Um Another email, and we were talking about the uh, debt being raised by, I think, the government for the, runs out of their money to pay their debts on uh, June 1st, somewhere around in there. And yeah. they've scheduled a meeting, supposedly, they're supposed to get together and talk again tomorrow. They're trying to come up with a compromise because Republicans want to l- find ways to cut the budget, mm-hmm. and they're doing that and using that. Talking point to allow the debt ceiling well, to be raised.
3: And you know how they are. When they have 17 days, they like to use uh, 17 16 of them. and a half, yeah. As much as possible.
2: Um, once more, you guys keep sowing fear and more fear. Your news clip emphasized could happen. How about, once again, emphasize taxpayers such as myself are still sending in payments very regularly to the IRS. The government is not short on money coming in daily. You are pushing fear on behalf of our government so they can raise the debt limit and spend more. We don't need to spend more. We need to cut. And I am affected by the military or Social Security cuts. Uh, why do we always threaten the most deserved and not the most worthless?
3: That's what... That's what Congress does. People say, well, it'll be easy to cut the budget. All you have to do is go down the list and say, okay, this isn't very important, and this isn't very important. They don't do it that way. No. They make a list, and they look at, now, what are we spending the most money on? Well, we better cut a third of that. They go, well, that's our most important thing. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. We need to cut out, you know, money, and we should start at the top. No. Start out at the bottom things that you're paying for that mean absolutely nothing and get rid of
2: all of them. Part of the problem also is you don't understand how the debt ceiling, you need to do a little more research. You keep saying you're paying your taxes, so the debt ceiling is, uh, there's money for the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling and the, the budget are two completely different things. The debt ceiling is raising the price on what money we've already borrowed and, and we owe that money. This isn't new money coming in. This is This is money we've borrowed money. And now we owe that money, and we don't have enough money to pay that money back. You're you're thinking budget and debt ceiling are the same thing. They're not. Your taxes don't go directly to paying the debt ceiling or increasing the debt ceiling. That can only be done by Congress. So you're, you're thinking of this all wrong and probably why you don't think that there's a problem out there. Now, the news report that we played said this could happen. There's a reason why it said it could happen. Because it's never happened in the history of America, yeah. so there's no way of knowing if it will happen or not unless we just say, fine, let's default on our debt and see what happens. That's why it says it might happen because well, nobody yeah. knows if no it way of will happen. How, it's never happened before.
3: There's no way of knowing how catastrophic it, it could possibly be for you know how many people.
2: And do you want to say, well, let's find out. Yeah, exactly. See if this really is catastrophic. Let's just not pay our debts. You never know until you try. Chris, Coos Bay, Oregon. Is that where you're calling from this morning? No, I'm calling from Burns, Oregon.
6: But I'm I'm fishing, but I live in Coos Bay. Okay. And I have listened to you whenever I'm over in Eastern Oregon, because a lot of times that's the only station I get. But I love talk radio because... unlike music which repeats over and over there's always something new and you i get so many perspectives and albi it's even in Bay at night i can pick it up yeah and i always kind of like hearing what's happening in eastern oregon and idaho so you have an awesome station and so, I have an AM radio and everything, so yeah. <laughs> so this this would this uh,
2: would affect you if they got rid of AM radios out of vehicles, right?
6: Yes, but I I, I actually love your station. Thank um, you. So I just see now that sounds I much better guys, when,
2: than what you originally said, Chris. You originally said I love you guys because I have nothing else to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well,
6: music I love music, but you know after a while it's the same stuff. Top yeah. radio isn't. So and I do love hearing about the weather and so on, what's happening in Boise. So so Chris, I got whatever gotta, I can.
2: I gotta ask you on the radio. We're we're getting ready to talk about Oregon politics here. I've got to oh, ask geez. the fact that you listen to KBOI would lead me to believe, but I don't want to assume that you are a conservative. Yes, sir. Okay. I, w- I was just curious um, to get your thoughts. Uh, a couple of things we're going to be talking about. One thing is the uh, Oregon Right to Rest Act. You've heard of that?
6: Mm,
2: no. All right. Well, what? turn turn on your AM radio. We're going to talk about that right now and uh, want to get people's thoughts. Chris, thanks for uh, listening whenever you're in Coos Bay and wherever you're at in Oregon on AM radio, 670 AM. We appreciate it.
6: Well, I appreciate you guys being on the air. Take All care, right. sir.
2: Uh, We're going to take a break here, final check on traffic and weather. When we come back, we're going to talk a little about uh, our neighbor to the west. It's very close to us. Matter of fact, you've you've probably seen that part of Oregon wants to become a part of greater Idaho. This Right to Rest Act may be one of those reasons. We'll talk about that coming up next. And uh, also
3: must be different than our right to arrest act
2: yes completely different as a matter of fact it is illegal to arrest in this particular situation and if you even complain about it you can be fined a thousand dollars we'll tell you what this is and what it's all about coming up here next on news talk kboi tonight at 10 it's michael knowles now back to mike
0: casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk
2: kboi 853-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning. You are listening in one of those far-off places on 670 AM. You're listening on AM radio. You can get through too, toll free, 1-800-529-5264. Retail giant REI announced last week it is planning to close its store in Portland's Pearl District early next year. Because of an increase in crime and theft, REI said its store in Portland had its highest number of break-ins and thefts in over two decades, despite trying to improve actions to provide extra security for the store. REI, the latest major retailer to close Portland stores and the highest profile among them to publicly Blame theft as the reason. Nike closed one of its Portland stores to public access, telling city officials the closure was due to shoplifting. Walmart also recently closed its only two Portland-area stores for underperformance and theft. Retailers large and small, meanwhile, say theft is a growing problem in Portland, and the city officials have been slow to respond. Maybe this will help. Oregon legislature has a new bill called the Right to Rest Act. It would decriminalize camping in public places and give homeless people the ability to treat property, such as tents, as private residences, even when they're not located on some place that they're allowed to be, like on public sidewalks in downtown Portland. HB 3501 asserts that homeless people would be entitled to a privacy interest and a reasonable expectation of privacy in any property belonging to the person, regardless of whether that property is located in a public space or not.
3: Now, I'm not... Uh, I, obviously, there's more to this, but I'm not seeing the connection yet. How does that stop shoplifting?
2: They claim that the reason that shoplifting has increased so much is because of the homeless population and drug use being allowed in... Within Portland area.
3: Okay. And how does giving them more privacy help that?
2: Well, the uh, privacy part comes in. If they put up a tent anywhere now, you're not allowed to ask them to move. As a matter of fact, if you ask them to move, they can sue you for $1,000. One 1000 $1,000 upon every time you get asked or ask them to move. So if they wanted to set up, we'll use REI for an example. Like if Who you're says a their- city official or something. No, if Just you're, anybody, anybody, if you're, if you're REI, for example, right, and you have a bunch of people that set up tents right there on the sidewalk in front of your mm-hmm. store, and you ask them to leave, they That's, can sue you for a thousand dollars.
3: You know, they set up their own inside the store.
2: Hmm. Maybe they should use those instead. Right.
3: Well, I mean, they, except they, once again, they, they do sell tents.
2: Once again, if they if they ask them to move, they can be sued for a thousand dollars for asking them to move. You're not allowed to if they, once they set up their tent. So, they're allowed to stay there for as long as they want. Again, I'm still missing the part where it will curb uh, shoplifting. Which part?
3: How, you get people not to steal by telling them they can stay in one place. Apparently, I, I yeah I, again, I don't
2: I I'm, don't get it either. I don't okay, understand. Oh, I see.
3: Okay, I'm just I was missing the connection. there.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't understand why the legislature thinks that allowing them to set up a tent will allow cut back on I mean, I mean, you and, know,
3: saying you have more privacy means that if you do steal something you can hide it and we can't find it
2: well yeah that would be another problem with the house bill because once again you wouldn't be allowed to go in their tent it's their private property yeah. you would you would have to have a search warrant even though the search warrant would be served on public property gotcha 208 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Now, this goes with a little more going on. We're going to talk about this. Um, Oregon GOP is threatening a walkout. As a matter of fact, they haven't been there since about May 1st. We're going to tell you why and what's going on with that after news at the top of the hour
8: remember if you missed any part of casper and chris this morning check out their podcast on the kboi app or on kboi.com
0: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi
9: making news update out of salem republicans and one independent senator walk out of the chamber this morning just as bills on increased gun restrictions as well as abortion and gender affirming care were about to be heard.
1: Brandon Thompson, live tonight in Salem after speaking with lawmakers on both sides. Brandon? So Republican lawmakers say they
12: are protesting because many bills they argue do not meet the Oregon Constitution's readability standards. Democrats point to the timing of this all. It comes as bills are coming to the Senate floor that are likely to fall on party lines. Colleagues, a quorum is not present the proceeding of the senate republican senators not showing up today putting the chamber on
2: pause we have no choice but to uh, protest in this way we believe that the democrats should follow the law
12: the excuse that we had from Republicans um, for missing today's floor session are meritless. Canope says they're protesting because many laws violate the Oregon Constitution's readability clause requiring bill summaries to be written at a ninth grade level.
2: A law which passed in 1979 at some point stopped being followed. Uh, not following a law is not excuse for continuing to break the law.
12: The real reason that we see the walkout today Is to show that people are obstructing the ability for senators to vote on reproductive freedom and sensible gun safety.
1: Who knew
2: you had to be able to uh, see the bills and uh, just read at an eighth grade level? Ninth. No. Well, yeah, I guess ninth grade level. And and my my question
3: is uh, is uh, is there a complaint that they're written uh, at a higher level than that or a lower level?
2: Higher level. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, according, they're, so
3: they're too complicated.
2: According, yeah, according they're, to the they're, law. They're
3: written as if you've gone to, say, I don't know, law school.
2: A ninth grader should be able to read and understand it, and they say that, I mean, this is this is something that has been on the books for a long time, but uh, apparently kind of gone by the wayside. So
3: laws shouldn't be written as complicated as, say, laws.
2: Yes. They should huh. be written so the average person voter should be able to understand it. shouldn't take a law degree. What is
3: the grade level or the reading level of the average person? Is it ninth grade?
2: I would think it would be a little higher than that. But well, that I mean, would, the average
3: person has graduated from yeah, high
2: school. That, that, I guess that would at least allow you, if it if you said it at ninth grade, at least you would said it so. All right, this person's graduating. He should be able to understand it if he passed ninth grade, right? Obviously. Should. Obviously. This is a tool, because this was a, an obscure rule that a staffer had found, saying, "Look, we have no control of the legislature. Uh-huh. They have a supermajority in Oregon, and liberals like here in Idaho, liberals control the legislature. They control what laws are being made up. Right. And if de- and if, of if Republicans don't like it, they the can't opposite. do anything about
3: it. It's the opposite here, but I under- the concept is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: There are a few different rules." Um, for instance, you remember a couple of years ago, you had Republican lawmakers who were moving out of the state for a short time mm-hmm. because they, they, the governor, had ordered yeah. them to be arrested and brought back to the legislature so they could legislate.
3: And that happened in more than one state. It happened in Texas too, where yeah. all of a sudden they couldn't find anybody when it was time to vote for something. And and that uh, in Texas it was the Democrats that left, but for similar reasons that Republicans were about to uh, pass uh, some laws that they didn 't uh, like and couldn't do anything about unless they simply made it you know impossible to vote
2: two thirds Oregon law says that two thirds of lawmakers must be present to pass legislation, mm-hmm. which means Democrats need a certain number of Republicans have to be there too if they're going to pass now it doesn't they don't have to vote for it they just have to be present to vote for it. Republican Democratic legislative leaders met uh, behind closed doors on Friday. That was the third day in a row they've been ma- meeting to try and bridge the divide as the boycott entered its ninth straight day. Lawmakers with 10. This is a rule that changed. If you remember back when Republicans left the state so that they wouldn't be arrested mm-hmm. in return because they left for a long. I, I can't remember the exact number of days, but they changed the law. Oregon legislature changed the law because of that. So lawmakers with 10 unexcused absences are now banned from re-election under a constitutional amendment. Passed last November.
3: And they don't get to you know, advance to where they can read it at a 10th grade level.
2: So any of these Republican, or anybody, it doesn't have to be a Republican, it could be a Democrat who has uh, 10 excuse, unexcused absences, as this would be an unexcused absence, unless, I guess, I guess maybe you could say, hey, it's excused, I called in sick. Prove that I wasn't, I have COVID. Prove that I don't have COVID. I don't know. Um, How do you say it
3: wasn't excused? I had an excuse.
2: <laughs> I didn't want to vote with you. That was my excuse. It took excuse. me a while to think it up, too. I mean, what, what's your problem? Um, so part of the reason, and I guess you have to give it to Democrats because they are trying to negotiate here. They suspended... On Friday, it would have been the 10th day of unexcused absences Mm -hmm. for the Republicans. So they suspended the Oregon legislature and agreed not to meet on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Now, they are due back in session as of today, and they're trying to negotiate with Republicans to return and vote on some of these things so that they can vote and they can still be allowed to run for election this next election. Because if they reach 10 days or more, they can continue to serve this legislative session, but they cannot get on the ballot for the next year if they want to run for re-election. So it's quite punitive. However, this has not been tried in a court as of yet if it would be illegal because you have 10 unexcused absences, Nobody's tried to take this to court as of yet, and they expect that if it did happen... That yeah. almost every single person that wouldn't be allowed to have their name on the ballot um, would challenge it in court. And no one, of course, you never know what's going to happen when it comes to court. Unless it's the Lori Vallow Daybill case, then we were pretty all yeah, we pretty much sure what was going to happen of we,
3: we, we didn't know it would only take three hours, but we didn't think it would take too long.
2: Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Other things we've been talking about this morning. A lot of people writing in about this uh, AM radio thing. And once again, if you're just tuning in, automakers have already announced, BMW, Volkswagen, Mazda, Tesla, all announced that they are removing AM radios from any new electric vehicles that they make. Yes. Because electric engines, they say, can interfere with the sound of AM stations. Ford, one of the nation's top three automakers, went a step further. They said they're eliminating AM radios from all vehicles, electric or gas-operated.
3: About the third day I was on AM radio, which was back in 2001, <laughs> that's when I found out that lightning could also interfere Interfer- with AM radio. <laughs> I kept hearing this, P-p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p. I thought, well, what is that? Paul J. says, it's lightning out mm-hmm. by Huna. Uh
2: Text message regarding AM radio. When we go camping way up in the mountains, AM radio is all we can get. I have good battery-operated radio, listen to it every morning and evening and most of the night up there. Fortunately, I have an older pickup that has AM radio, but it doesn't work nearly as well as my portable radio. See, you wouldn't be affected.
3: If you go back to the 1920s and 1930s, radios were designed to pull in stations from far away because... There were plenty of smaller towns that didn't have radio stations. So, if you lived in the Midwest, for instance, you'd get one station out of Chicago, one out of St. Louis, one out of Kansas City, maybe one out of Minneapolis, Omaha, wherever. But you couldn't get, you know, a, a whole bunch of uh, smaller stations. And then after a while, people started realizing that the radio manufacturers did that uh, advertising revenue was better when you could sell ads to the local people. That would be heard by local people for mm-hmm. sure, and you could and you could pinpoint things more that way. So they basically stopped making radios that would, you know, pull in signals from hundreds and hundreds of miles away.
2: Growing up, and it's different now because of the changes the FCC has made, in that you don't have to have an actual real live person in the radio station broadcasting um, all your radio stations anymore. Right, but growing up. We all, all we had was daytimers around our area where I listened in in north North Idaho, North Central yeah. Idaho. Yeah, they had so, to go off
3: the air when the sun yeah, went down.
2: Sun went down. No radio didn't come back on until early in the morning. So we listened to stations like KMBR mm-hmm. out of San Francisco. We listened to stations KFI, KFI out of Los Angeles. Um, we listened to those fifty thousand watts because that's all you could pick up at that time, and. Now you're going to see some of that. If this does go through and it, it sounds like it is. I mean, they're private companies making this decision. The only thing that I could see this changing would be if the federal government said, hey, look, we count on AM radio as emergency broadcasts our way to broadcast emergency messages. We can't be having AM radio getting taken out of these cars because it would affect now obviously they can do something else there's other ways probably around that but as of right now um you know your emergency broadcast network basically is run by am radio stations that's where the primary signals come from because they are the most powerful signals so far so far (laughs) who knows maybe they'll allow fm radio stations to go to five hundred thousand watts it would still be line of sight though so it wouldn't necessarily well make much of a difference
3: and and you know the uh am stations that were across the border in mexico could broadcast a hundred thousand watts if they wanted to mexico had different rules even though they were broadcasting straight into the united states uh when my dad was a kid he would listen to a station that was uh, from near el paso a small town near el paso but their transmitter was actually in, in Mexico. Mexico yeah. But he could hear it in Hanson, Idaho, yeah. you know, or Rock Creek, Idaho, which it was at the time. And uh, that's how Wolfman Jack also became famous. He was on a station that had a Mexican transmitter. And so half the United States could hear him on a given evening.
2: 208 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break.
8: More on the way next download the kboi radio app for free for your android or apple device now back to mike
0: casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi
2: 921 now oh, people are upset that uh, they might be losing am radio this morning uh charlie Orofino, good morning you're on news talk kboi are you actually calling us this morning from Orofino? Yes, I am. Hey, that's my old stomach. I learned to play golf at the Orofino Country Club on Highway Twelve. Yes, I did. Where you um, would you would occasionally see a bear walk across the green and go, "Let's skip this hole." <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, uh, and and uh, uh, I wanted to say um, your um, uh, a signal is uh, coming in. Uh, crystal clear uh, uh, up here.
2: Right now it is? Yes, it is. That's pretty amazing. Usually it, it's like I, I lose the signal during the daytime when we uh, lo- or change our pattern, but it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing because, I mean, Orofino's kind of down in a little hole in a valley, too. So, so you listen to us every day there on uh, 670 AM. You don't want to lose yeah, your... Yes. You don't want to lose the AM on your truck.
4: Yes, I do. Listen, you guys, uh I um I remember back in the day where w- you had um, uh the good Dr. Uh, Drew Harold and uh uh Paul Harvey.
2: Mhm. Yeah. One of which is no longer with us, Paul Harvey by the way. Dr. Drew is still around. Thank you for the call, Charlie. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, you're listening all the way up in Orofino, Idaho.
4: Yes, I am. Uh, and and um, uh, also um, uh, the FCC. Um, uh, I read that they're allowing um, the, the CB radios also uh, to go onto the the FM bands.
2: Interesting. I hadn't hadn't heard about that. Thank you for the call, Charlie. Once again, appreciate you uh, listening this morning. Uh, Another email in on AM radio subject this morning. You two are blowing me away. You make your living on AM radio, and you're so nonchalant about losing a fair majority of your listeners. I know you're on FM, too, but not all listen to you on FM. Why are you so unconcerned about businesses taking away your listeners?
3: I wouldn't say we're unconcerned. I would say we're
2: not panicking. This isn't something that I mean is is happening quickly. Number 1, here's the other advantage about being in rural Idaho. The problem with electric vehicles right now is if you want to drive from here to Lewiston, you're not going to be able to do it or here to Nespers or Orofino because there's no charging locations. So, as far as being affected by the electric vehicles, who said that new electric vehicles who said that they aren't going to have AM radios in there. Yeah. You're not going to have to worry about that because right now you can't use electric vehicles and get anywhere in the state of Idaho because we're too rural. Which is the other reason why it's a good idea for AM radio stations in places like this and why why places like New York or largely populated populated areas don't care about their AM radios mm-hmm. because they're they're not in a rural place. that counts on AM radio. So to say we're nonchalant about it isn't necessarily true. There's a lot that still has to be figured out. I don't want to see AM radio going out of my vehicle.
3: Jim writes in. He says, your program is the only AM radio I listen to. Yes, I still have an 8-track player
2: and tapes. I was upset. Remember when they quit putting tape players in cars? I was upset by that.
3: cassette players, yeah.
2: Yeah. I was upset they, by that. Now they um, don't even put CD players in cars anymore.
3: I had an eight-track player that I, I used to. It, it used to break every now and then, and I would just go to I would go to Radio Shack and then fix it myself. And then all of a sudden one day they didn't have parts for them anymore because I was the only one I think in America <laughs> still coming in to find parts to fix my eight-track radio <laughs> or my eight-track stereo. Uh,
2: Joe writes in uh, text message. Joe here. It's the Republican Party who is threatening to default. It would be catastrophic if we default, and yet the GOP is willing. Under Trump, we raised the debt limit three times. Now Trump is willing to allow the default because he thinks if he lets the country burn, they'll blame the Democrats. He says America first, but it's really just Trump first and no one else. Mm. Trump's a selfish, selfish, narcissistic sociopath. Joe, I will say it takes two to negotiate. You can't just say, hey, it's the Republicans' fault. Because they won't raise the debt ceiling. Well, the other flip side of that, it's the Democrats' fault also because they won't negotiate. By the way, the U.S. has increased the debt ceiling 78 times in our history. 78 times. Mm -hmm. 32 times there were negotiations on the debt to increase the debt ceiling. And as a matter of fact, there were negotiations one of the three times during Trump's presidency. And you can tell it worked
3: because we no longer have any
2: debt. In 2019, that was not a clean bill. 77 billion in offsets were a part of that negotiation to increase the debt ceiling, the final time that we did it while Trump was president. So it, there are. This isn't something new. There are negotiations. It's just Biden said he refuses to negotiate on budgets.
3: Right. Uh, to get the debt ceiling Basically, basically what he's saying is. Uh, raise the debt ceiling. We'll negotiate on budgets after we're done. Right. Doug B. says, uh, good morning, Chris. I just called in and told Nathaniel when I lived in California. Early mornings, I could pick up in Albuquerque news station. Also in the late night, I can pick up, and this would be for Casper, I can also pick up the Seattle Mariners later at nighttime when they were on another AM station, KOMO 1000. And it's uh, funny that I happened to turn my radio to the AM station this morning and hear you guys talking about getting rid of uh, annotations on car radios.
2: By the way, it's not us wanting to get rid of it. No. Yeah, we're just, not the ones
3: doing yeah. it. It's, it's, it's not radio that's getting rid of the
2: radio. It's, it's the car industry. Car industry. It's not even the federal government, but people want the federal government to step in and tell the car companies that they can't do it. Is that what you want? Do you want the federal government to step in and say, hey, you must include AM radio on your cars? Go ahead and weigh in. We'll take a break. Uh, for those of you who are on hold, uh, stay right where you're at. Steve in Boise, Paul in Nampa. Um, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you. We've got news coming up here next. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our news Talk on KBOI. 934.
2: It's Chris Walton my counter. We were just talking off the air. Who knew people would be freaking out about the possibility of losing their AM radio? I guess maybe we should, maybe have thought it because we do have a lot of people that listen on 670 AM up until last year. That's the only way you could listen to us while streaming.
3: That's true. There are people who listen to certain kinds of programming and they assume that if AM radio uh, is phased out, uh, wait, I mean, it's not going to be phased out completely. It's going to be phased out by some of the car companies. uh, And if they get complaints, they may phase it back in. You never know. But It's uh, The the assumption is that the kind of programming that's on AM radio will simply go away. Well, it doesn't go away because you can get it a lot of other places now anyway. Uh, Streaming and online and whatnot. You will have to change your own personal technology more than likely.
2: Mm -hmm. Mike writes in, uh, take a poll of your listeners, why don't you? How many are actually in their brand new 2023 or newer going forward vehicle listening to you on their AM radio? I doubt many are in rural Idaho. Let's get real. Anyone buying a brand spanking new Tesla mm-hmm. or Ford eighty plus thousand dollar vehicle is not an am listener. Well, it's
3: a minority of people out there who own a twenty twenty three automobile anyway.
2: Well, and especially here in Idaho, owning electric vehicle because there's not enough charging stations. However, that eighty thousand dollar Ford vehicle, new Ford vehicle you're talking about, I would disagree with you on that. There are people here in Idaho. Because I know a lot of farmers and a lot of ranchers who have those expensive of vehicles who are listeners to our show. Now, electric vehicles, I totally agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, and by the way, this hasn't even been done as of yet. These are new vehicles going forward. Ford just announced that, you know, if you bought a new Ford vehicle today, it would still have AM radio. But going forward into the future, beginning next year, they want to get rid of all AMs in all their electric vehicles and... Gas-powered vehicles. Stephen Boise, thanks for being patient. You're on Newstalk KBY.
13: Hello, hello, Steve. I'm here. I'm on speaker. Hang
2: on, I got to figure this out. Uh,
13: anyway, <laughs> well, I, I guess, guess I, I guess
2: you. we shouldn't be asking you whether or not you're going to upgrade your technology if you can't figure out how to get us off speakerphone. That's exactly
13: right. You know, and that that's what I wanted to say is that the market should be, be determined in these things. We've got government that's been cluing with the market for years, pardon my French, but they need to stop trying to reset the world and let the market adjust. You know, government doesn't run the economy. They can do things to affect it, and they are, but that needs to stop. I mean, the, the recent Bud Light thing was something that really, really opened the eyes of a lot of people. Um, you know, and that needs to happen with everything. Government doesn't know everything. They're an accumulation of people that rules by bureaucracy, which is the worst way in the world to rule.
2: Now, Steve, you because, do realize this is not the federal government doing this. This is I, I the do. marketplace I do doing realize it, right? that.
13: It's the world government that's doing it. All this stuff about... Global climate change and all this, uh, and, and this relates to your story over there in Oregon too with the homeless people. What's causing these people to be homeless? Would it be the legalization of drugs? I mean, I, I think that's probably a big part of it, because people are escaping reality with drugs, and and that's what's happening. Is we're not getting, we're getting little snippets. We're not getting the big story on things. You know, life is good out here. But when you start dividing us by little snippets of this and little snippets of that, and by telling us a lie like there's, there's only, there's more than two genders. You know, I, I understand people's feelings and I understand stuff like that, but it takes a male and a female to reproduce. And if we, if we don't stop this living the lie and living the emotion thing and start living the truth, we will go away we will go the way of the dinosaur, and not because of global warming or anything else, but because of
3: self-induced stupidity. You know, though, just sex- Steve, no matter what you say, you divide yourself from the people who don't believe it. Well,
13: and that's, that's exactly what's happening. You know, we used to be able to come to a consensus on things, and, you know, you always had flat earthers out there. You still have them out there, and that seems to be a growing thing anymore. People don't... You know, people telling you that they didn't land on the moon. Well, you know, I watched it happen in in real time. I know they got there. Did you? Or did you uh, watch a movie? No, no, I watched (laughs) the news. (laughs) And, and, you know, we laugh about it, but this kind of mentality is taking over the world. You know, it's it's what we would like it to be and not what it really is. Uh, Man is not going to change the climate. I don't care what we do. All the electric vehicles in the world, in fact, what's going to happen is the unintended consequences are going to take over. We're going to still need the fossil fuels to supply the, the uh, uh, supply chain to build the electric vehicles. And everybody feels good because they got an electric vehicle. And it's all about the feelings and not reality. You take that Prius that came out, what, 15, 20 years ago, whenever it was, everybody thought, I'm saving the environment. No, you're not. You think you are, you're not saving the environment.
2: Okay, so, so we're going to let's let's get back to our question. Are you going to miss AM radio?
13: Well, no, because I have it on FM too, but I do listen to AM quite a bit. Okay. And
2: so, so d- this you know, this won't affect you, you don't care one way or the other.
13: You know, I'm probably not going to buy a new car in my lifetime because I'm getting up to the age I enjoy the things I have and I, and I like the cars that I have. All right. Uh,
2: Thank you for so, the call. You know, Appreciate the All thoughts again. this morning. Yeah, Roger Caldwell. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
11: Yeah, um, actually, I just think this is another way that they're trying to get conservative talk radio off the air. Do
2: you really? Do you really <laughs> you know? think that? You don't think that oh, yeah. conservative talk instead oh, yeah. of on AM will go to FM or continue streaming someplace else?
11: No. Well, yeah, but you've got you've got like. Uh, the Bonginos and the uh, and, and, uh, uh, Levin's and, and Hannity's and everything on 300-plus stations.
2: But you, you but do realize, like, Dan Bongino, for example, didn't even start on radio. Dan Bongino start, started on podcasting, and then radio goes, hey, this might be a good show to put on the radio, and then put him on the radio. Yes, some of those are AM. Large majority aren't. But he didn't, no, come, he didn't come from the radio side.
11: I'll give you that point. But, however, if you ask Dan Bongino where his wealth really uh, accelerated, it's when he was syndicated after Rush passed and he took over those stations. So, you know, and I know it's not the government doing it, but it's just a door that, you know, is probably being pushed more by the hedge fund people like BlackRock that are trying to get this done because they can't do it through legislation.
2: Would you want them do it through
11: legislation? No, I don't really. want,
2: you know here's but, the okay, thing. And, and the reason what, what, here's what? the reason why I ask that, Roger, because the flip side of that is if you don't do it through re- legislation, do you want it done through legislation to keep AM? Do you want the federal government to go and say, no, you car dealers, you have to keep AM on no, your like, on your radios,
11: like the like the previous guy said, we want the market to dictate it.
2: Okay. That's why, I was I, that's why I was asking, because you, see, you hear some people saying, you know, they don't want the government in their life. But on the flip side, it's like the government needs to step in here and make AMs, make them keep AMs on the car radios. That's why I asked that question.
11: No, I, I don't think the government should be involved in any way, shape or form. In fact, I think if we had a whole lot less government, we could be a freer nation and a freer people.
2: All right. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. John in Baker City, uh, listening to us on AM Radio, 670 AM. Good morning, John. Good
14: morning. I, I'm just um, uh, lamenting the loss, the potential loss of AM Radio. All my life I've listened to it. In fact, my dad used, used to listen to uh, Larry King on the AM Radio. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the only mode that I know where you can get. Really long broadcasts. Like, I I listen to KNX radio out of Los Angeles every night here. I mean, where, how else could I do that? Any, I, I don't know. And one other thing. I remember when I first came to uh, Oregon here, Eastern Oregon, I used to love a station out of Boise called, uh, what was it? Um, <laughs> I'm talking about it was the classical station. G- oh, uh, GM. Uh, what was it? KJM. G-
2: K- yeah, KJM.
14: I, I love that radio station. That was I, such a I, great thing. I think and John, so that unfortunately,
2: you were the only one, and that's why it's no longer around. <laughs> you're probably right about that. So you would miss AM. You you don't want AM to go away out of your vehicle.
14: Well, I listen to it on my home radio. I mean, in my car too. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're driving, when you're driving long distances at night, uh, what. Nothing more fun to listen to your AM radio, and you pick up. I pick up stations from North Dakota here in Oregon. You know, yeah. especially in the winter time when the when the sky is clear, you know you can pick up all sorts of stuff on AM radio. Or, you know, FM isn't. FM is just limited to the area you're in. You can't. Yeah. Um, no,
2: it's line. It's line of sight. It doesn't go as far. Um, appreciate the no. call, John. Thank you for listening to us on 670 AM there in Baker City. Appreciate it.
14: Take care.
2: Take care, guys. Susan from CUNA writes in, text message, Try buying a new radio alarm clock with AM. I searched everywhere and finally found one clock radio at a local store. I also listen to AM on my morning and evening drives. Hmm. Now, Susan from CUNA, you don't have to listen to AM. Now, if you want to and you enjoy that static and crack and pop pop that you get sometimes if you drive next to electrical lines, you can continue to listen to 670 AM, <laughs> but we are on FM, have been yeah. for over a year now on well, we 93.1 FM.
3: We have a, a good signal. I mean, there are there are stations with considerably smaller st- signals that are AM stations that are on the air. But, like, you know, you're listening to one of them, for instance, if you're driving down the street and you take a left turn and you can't hear them anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it's j- they, just, you know, they have to bop around, but it's kind of inconsistent when they do. Uh Denny in Nampa says, with the apparent campaign to eliminate AM radio, Nikola Tesla must be spinning around in his grave, thus, I might add, generating an electric current.
2: <laughs> Thank See, you, some, Denny. Some things do work well. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. Final chance to get through. Uh, phone lines are packed right now, so if you want to get through, oh, and, you're going to have to email us. And that
3: would be an amplitude-modulated or AM uh, current.
2: Chris uh, at KBOI.com.
8: Mike at KBOI.com. Email if you want to email us right now. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Love to hear that people love their AM radio. 670 AM. Um, uh, we... It's been a while since we've seen these many phone calls and emails coming in on a single subject this morning. I thought we might talk five minutes about it, but oh no, people are upset that they may be losing their AM signal. Steve and Starr listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. Thanks for being patient here on News talk KBOI.
12: Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, so... The AM radio thing. I, I, I travel for a living. I, I go to Sun Valley and Fairfield, and I listen to you guys on AM when I'm up there. But would you agree that Ford is in the business to make money?
2: Um, I, I would think their shareholders definitely believe that they're in the business to make money.
12: Well, somebody mentioned earlier about letting the people decide. Well, don't you think that they did a poll or monitored their vehicles or did something they would say, hey, AM's really not doing it, and it's not going to cost us any money, so let's just get rid of it. It's an expense. I mean, we've got to use a little common sense. You've you got to figure they looked at it. They're in business to make money by mm-hmm. selling vehicles. Yeah, I, I doubt it was a, oh. a whim.
3: Right.
2: I, and exactly. I would, I would so also a, guarantee if they take out AM vehicles and all of a sudden their sales go down, and they go, why is our sales going down? And they start to look into it. If the reason that their sales are going down and they're falling behind GM, um, falling behind any of the other dealers, and their market share goes down, they're going to ask questions. And if they find out that the reason that people quit buying their cars is because AM isn't in the vehicle, they're going to put in AMs very quickly. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, quickly. And
12: and the, the, the last point I want to make real quick is, don't you guys have an app where anybody can listen anytime? Sure. Yes. A, bu- okay. a bunch of apps. To- we have a yeah. bunch of That's how apps. If you listen to radio stations in L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, and yeah. you just download their app.
3: Exactly.
2: Thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate <laughs> it. Kevin Caldwell, listening on 670 AM. Good morning to you.
15: Good morning, guys. Hey, um, my dad taught me something years ago when I was young, and we always went up in the high country in the back country of Idaho, and we carried a tiny little transistor with us, and we could listen to the weather. And two instances for me. In particular, I mean, I believe in letting the free market decide, but I worry about security. I mean, AM fills a a void nobody else does. They talk about NPR doing the uh, public service or public announcements, but FM doesn't reach that country. AM does, especially at night. Two cases. One, we were hunting when you're elk hunting in the bitterets, and we listened to the weather at night in the wintertime, you know, late fall to make sure we were not in trouble. And there was a storm advisory. We didn't pay attention Two days later, we had to trek seven miles out in snow that was up to our horses' bellies. It was the most miserable, life-threatening trip I've ever had in my life. In fact, one hunter did die in that storm. He wasn't with our group, but he was in that area. And then another instance, um, I I ran the outdoor program for the College of Idaho back in the 80s, and... uh, we were going down Hell's Canyon one time, and I always listen to that radio at night, and I heard about a fisherman came out of a jet boat and drowned in Hell's Canyon. Somebody in our group, the very next day, we were looking, and we found that man's body. Wow! But, you know, if it hadn't been for us, would he have ever been found? You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing that it fills is a void where no FM, no cell phone. There's no signal out there at all, no digital. But, you know, there is a reason for, for AM if people want to use it.
2: Thank you for the call. Appreciate you listening on AM, too. You bet. Uh, Paul be in up. Nampa, we got about 20 seconds here. Real quick, uh, <laughs> listening on 670 AM. Do you want to see AM go away in car vehicles?
14: Absolutely not. In fact, I remember before there was an FM, there was AM, and that's all we had. And I still listen to AM to this day, and I still listen to
2: KBOI on AM. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Paul. John writes in. Uh, we had told you this morning, Doyle Brunson godfather of poker died uh yesterday at the age of 89 said to me his classic hand for going all in pre-flop 2-9 unsuited at times i'll steal his style to mix things up and i'll flip the cards up to mix it up and stir up my opponents gets people off their game yeah, actually uh, it's it's yeah, 10, 10, nine, yeah, 10 2 uh, off suited not 9-2 yeah yeah ditto <laughs> uh he won two worlds series of poker by playing 10-2 That's why I became his uh, hand. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be missed in the poker world. Thanks for the email. Thanks for all the emails. Thanks for all of you who continue to listen to KBOI at 670 AM. We appreciate it. Um, and hopefully, uh, vehicles will continue to have 670 AM in your car going forward and and 93.1 FM.